What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about the Jaffe Memra, as well as the Rockefeller Commission report. Both of these documents are talking about population control, and they are decades, decades old, from the 50s and the 60s. So even far back, probably even further back, because these most of these fucking assholes on these commissions were part of the eugenics movement, which kind of fell out of favor after World War II. So they just kind of switched up the language and started calling it population control. We are going to talk about both of those documents. We are also going to talk about Muammar Gaddafi, the Libyan president, leader, whatever you want to call him. That America, you know, basically went over there and hunted him down like a rat and murdered him. I saw the video back in the day. It's fucking atrocious. But I'm going to tell you some of the reasons why we probably went over there and killed this man. So yeah, should be should be lots of fun today. We are also going to talk about a study funded by none other than Bill Gates's evil. That is going to try to convince people that peanut M&Ms are more healthy than beef and pork. Sounds totally legit. So, you know, there might be some side rants. Maybe not. We'll get to it, though. Sit back. Get ready for this. We are going to start off today about the Jeff A. Report and a report called the National Security Study Memorandum 200. So let's just start with what lovely Wikipedia says about National Security Study Memorandum 200, which I will refer to as NSSM. So according to Wikipedia, NSSM is also known as the Kissinger Report. It was a national security directive completed on December 10th, 1974 by the United States National Security Council under the direction of Henry Kissinger, following initial orders from then-President Richard Nixon. NSSM was reworked and adopted as official United States policy through the National Security Decision Memorandum 314 by President Gerald Ford, and this was in 1975. It was initially classified for over a decade, but obtained by researchers in the early 1990s. So basically, the policies that were developed from the NSSM were observed as a way the United States could use human population control to limit the political power of undeveloped nations, ensure the easy extraction of foreign national resources, prevent young anti-establishment individuals from being born, and to protect American businesses abroad. So that's like the fucking Wikipedia version. But these psychopaths also instituted different ways of population control against the American people. And that's basically what we're going to be discussing. We are going to start with the Rockefeller Commission report, which Nixon commissioned in 1972. And it's a lot of information, but the fucking gist of it is the so-called elites needed to figure out how to stop the growth of the population's and not just in underdeveloped countries, also in the U.S. Nixon may have commissioned the Rockefeller Commission, but he did not implement their findings. 
Nixon then orders Kissinger to study how overpopulation in developing countries threatens the U.S. And then right after this, in 1974, Nixon is impeached. Gerald Ford then steps into the picture and signs executive order implementing NSSM under the Global 2000 report under Jimmy Carter, which is released in 1979. The report accepts every premise of population control advocates. And just a little side note, some of the participants include John Holden, who was the chief science officer in the Obama administration. Moving up to 1980, we have Ronald Reagan and the so-called Mexico City policy, which forbids the use of taxpayer dollars to fund any international program that promotes or finances abortions. Population control advocates have a fucking nervous breakdown, and they kind of still are to this day. Think Kabobo, forced jabs. <laughs> and of course, Bill fucking Clinton then reverses the Mexico City policy. So that's just kind of like a little rundown and timeline just to kind of get an idea of where the fuck we are going with this. One of the first entries in the Rockefeller Commission report is as follows. Quote, in our interim report a year ago, the commission defined the scope of our mandate to formulate policy for the future, policy to design to deal with the pervasive impact of population growth on every facet of American life. We call upon the American people to begin considering the meaning and consequences of population growth and international migration and the desirability of formulating a national policy on the question. The Rockefeller Commission report is hell of long. And I'm not going to sit here and read from it to you guys, but I will leave a link in the show notes if you want to take a look at the fucking document. But it's just like straight up steps they should take to control the growth of our population and the world's population. So after the Rockefeller Commission report comes the Jaffe memo. And two names most prominently listed on the Jaffe memo are Bernard Burleson and Frederick Jaffe. These Two same individuals were members of the Rockefeller Commission. Burleson was a full commissioner, while Jaffe was listed as a special consultant. And if you compare the Jaffe report with the Rockefeller Commission report, and in case, you know, I forgot to mention this little detail, Frederick Jaffe was the executive director of Planned Parenthood Center for Family Planning Program Development. And Bernard Burleson was the president of the Population Council. So just understand, when we continue talking about the Jaffe memo, these two sick fucks are the one responsible for coming up with this shit. Let me just tell you some details about what these two sick fucks had in mind. These psychopaths literally are trying to propose measures to reduce fertility by universality or selectivity of impact within the U.S. They're saying that the universal impact and social constraints... They need to restructure the family, postpone or avoid marriage, alter image of ideal family size, compulsory education of children, encourage increased homosexuality, educate for family limitation, fertility control agents in the water supply, and encourage women to work. Then they decide to get some sort of like economic deterrence and incentives for following their psycho plan. So they wanted to modify tax policies. There would be a substantial marriage tax. There would be a child tax. 
Tax married people more than single. Remove parents' as tax exemptions. Additional taxes on parents with more than one or two children in school. Reduce and eliminate paid maternity leave or benefits. Reduce, eliminate children's or family allowances. Bonuses for delayed marriage and greater child spacing. Eliminate welfare payments after the first two children. Chronic depression. Require women to work and provide few child care facilities. Limit and eliminate publicly financed medical care, scholarships, housing, loans, and subsidies to families with more than X amount of children. Moving on to their social controls. Compulsory abortion of -of out-of-wedlock pregnancies. Compulsory sterilization of all who have two children, except for the few who would be allowed to have three. Do you fucking hear this shit? Confine childbearing to only a limited number of adults. Stock certificate type permits for children. Now moving on to the housing policies. Discouragement of private home ownership. Stop awarding public housing based upon family size. Moving on to measures predicted on existing motivation to prevent unwanted pregnancy. Payments to encourage sterilization. Payments to encourage contraception. Payments to encourage abortion. Abortion and sterilization on demand. Allow harmless contraceptives to be distributed non-medically. Improve contraceptive technology. Make contraception truly available and accessible. Improve maternal health care with family planning a core element. So you guys, this shit is from 1967. And now let's fast forward to 2020, 21, when they start forcing these fucking death jabs on people that have very obvious reproductive side effects. And y'all, you guys think this is just another big old coinkydink? One has nothing to do with the other? And don't even fucking get me started on Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger. They're motherfucking eugenists, you guys. They just change the name around to make it, you know, not so scary like World War II and what was going on with the Holocaust and shit. These psychopaths, eugenists, population control, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they have been at this shit for decades. And I promise you... These little steps they list in the different reports like the Rockefeller Commission or the Jaffe Report, I guarantee you these psychopaths in power have definitely implemented the shit they're talking about. And when they couldn't get the populations to comply fast enough or be obedient enough, that's when they're like, oh, okay, let's get this fucking death jab going and, I don't know, kill off some of the population, make the other part of the population infertile. Just fuck with reproductive organs in general. It's fucking mind-blowing. It's not surprising. It's just insane that most people don't even know about this. They don't understand how planned out this shit has been for such a long time. Like these people implementing this shit, they are not stupid. They are doing this like a long, slow burn. And I guess when it's slow enough, The NPCs of the world don't even notice what's going on. I thought another interesting thing in the Jaffe report is the part where they talk about chronic depression. So if you think about it today, so many fucking people are on antidepressants. I am thinking these psychopaths have succeeded in many aspects of their plan. 
The header of the document I was just reading to you states, the Technical Assistance Division of Planned Parenthood World Population Center for Family Planning and Development. These psychopaths don't stop just at Planned Parenthood either. I've done a few episodes on the way the state had forced prisoners or mentally disabled people into forced sterilizations and abortions. And you know, they say that shit can't happen now. So they just decided to find another way to do it. And the Kabobo job is probably one of the main ways they're doing this. They are causing the excess mortality rate to fucking skyrocket. Doctors like, I don't know what's going on. I think it's all COVID. Has nothing to do with the job that they were forcing on people. Nothing at all. And a lot of the studies that are coming out, like I've said 5 billion times here, show there is a direct correlation between these fucking nasty ass shots and women spontaneously aborting fetuses, people having huge issues trying to get pregnant at this point. So don't think these sneaky motherfuckers are going to stop. They might have like been forced to stop openly sterilizing people against their will. But that does not mean they're going to stop their plan to decrease the world's population. They can't have us peasants using up all of their resources, you know? I'm going to leave in the show notes a link to the Jaffe memo as well as the Rockefeller Commission report. Because like I said, these documents are fucking huge. But if you read the documents and you understand what these psychopaths are saying and you take that knowledge and apply it to what is happening today... There is an absolute direct correlation. So go check out the show notes if you want to go down that fucked up rabbit hole. It's change of subject time. Now we need to talk about Muammar Gaddafi and Libya. So if you don't know who Muammar Gaddafi is, let me just give you a quick rundown. Muammar Gaddafi was born in 1942 and he was murdered in 2011. He was a Libyan revolutionary politician and political theorist who ruled in Libya from 1969 until his killing in 2011 by a NATO-backed rebel force, aka we fucking sent some special forces over there and they rounded up some fucking hoodlums off the street and paid them and they attacked Libya. They straight up murdered Gaddafi. It's a fucked up video. I don't even know if it's on the internet anymore. Probably not. But this shit goes Super deep. And of course, fucking Hillary Clinton and the Clinton body count is involved in the whole thing. But basically, NATO, the United States, all those motherfuckers tried to paint Gaddafi as this like psycho fucking dictator warlord. And that's not the truth. It's not fucking black and white, just like everything else in life. But if you look at everything Gaddafi did, good and bad, and Look at what exactly was going on when NATO and Hillary Clinton decided to fucking go murder this guy. It's just like another example of the United States toppling a country or toppling leaders that they don't like, that aren't fucking following the central banker and the Rothschilds. So we send the fucking CIA or special forces in to just fucking dismantle the country. And as everybody knows, Libya fucking went into straight up anarchy after we murdered Gaddafi, like straight up. There's like slave markets in the fucking desert, all fucking bad. But there are a lot of reasons why we targeted him. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. 
So fucking hold on to your hats for this one. On a little side note, we will definitely be reading and talking about the Hillary Clinton email leaks that prove NATO destroyed Libya to stop Gaddafi's plan to unite Africa and launch the Pan-African currency, the gold dinar. Like, that was one of the main reasons. Gaddafi did not want these central bank Rothschild fucks in his country. He, If you listen to some of his speeches, this fucking guy is like hitting the nail on the head. Check out this shit. So I'm about to give you a little excerpt from a speech that Gaddafi gave at the 2009 United Nations Assembly. He said, quote, They will create the virus themselves and sell you the antidote. Thereafter, they will pretend to take time to find a cure when they already have it. There are videos of that whole speech, if you want to check it out, I'm sure it's on YouTube. And there are other videos of him speaking in front of dozens of other leaders in Africa, and he's just basically trying to form an African Union. And God forbid Africa fucking unite and become stronger, because, you know, then it's going to be a threat to fucking France or the United States, UK, whoever, fucking NATO in general. Let's get on to some of the reasons why the CIA and Hillary Clinton body count decided to take Gaddafi out. So a little side note, if you look at like Time Magazine and the New York Times, they definitely portray Gaddafi as like a fucking madman, a psychopath that's like abusing his people. But what they don't tell you is under Gaddafi, Libyans had free healthcare, free electricity, interest-free loans. Newlyweds received $50,000 to find a home. Mothers received $5,000 on the birth of a child. Citizens received a percentage of all oil sales and petrol was 14 cents per liter. The government paid 50% of the price of your car. Unemployed Libyans received the average salary for their profession in benefits. So, I mean, he's not sounding hella crazy and dictator-ish yet. Uh, so, so what the fuck, guys? Why, why does it seem like back in the day, nobody fucking questioned why all of a sudden we were going for his throat? It's kind of fucking crazy. But 100%, as soon as Gaddafi starts talking about this gold dinar, the Rothschilds were like, hey, you dumb cunt Clinton, go take care of this fool. Now we're going to kind of move on to these leaked Hillary Clinton emails to just kind of, uh, Give more specifics on the murder of Gaddafi. It's fucking, it's insane. Before we even get started in that, if you're sitting there thinking, why the fuck do I care if the United States and NATO killed some fucking African leader? Because, motherfuckers, this is not the first and this is not the last time NATO, the United States, CIA, whatever the fuck you want to call these assholes, have gone after an independent leader and just fucking cut his throat because he would not toe the line of the central bankers or business interests of the United States. And it's just so crazy how for so long, the press, the fucking government beat the drum of how these guys, they're just fucking bad guys. They're evil. When in reality, they just wanted nothing to do with the fucking Rothschild central banking cartels. So yeah, let's, let's get to those fucking emails now. One of the 3,000 emails released by the State Department belonging to Hillary Clinton reveals evidence that NATO's plot to overthrow Gaddafi was fueled by first their desire to quash the goldback African currency and second, 
Libya had some amazingly huge oil reserves. So the email I'm specifically talking about was sent to Secretary of State Hillary Clinton by her unofficial advisor, Sidney Blumenthal, and it was titled France's Client and Gaddafi's Gold. So check this out. The email identifies French President Nicolas Sarkozy as leading the attack on Libya with five specific purposes in mind. To obtain Libyan oil, ensure French influence in the region, increase Sarkozy's reputation domestically, assert French military power, and prevent Gaddafi's influence in what is considered Francophone Africa. The most astounding and lengthy section delineating the huge threat that Gaddafi's gold and silver reserves, which estimated at 143 tons of gold and similar amount in silver. So they thought this posed like a threat to the French franc, which was circulating as the basically the leading African currency at the time. So according to the emails, all of this gold and silver that had been accumulated was intended to be used to establish the golden dinar, or a pan-African currency based upon the Libyan golden dinar. This was basically just trying to give African countries an alternative to the fucking French franc. According to French intelligence officers, they discovered the plan shortly after the rebellion. So once these French intelligence officers figured this out, that was one of the main factors that influenced President Sarkozy's decision to commit France to the attack on Libya. I always fucking thought that was weird that France's fucking dirty little fingers were all in that. I'm like, France? What the fuck? These little bitches don't ever get involved in war. Well, when you threaten to take their fucking franc away from use out of like, you know, the main fucking currency of all of Africa, yeah, they're going to get fucking pissed. And like I said earlier, Sarkozy also wanted a greater share of the Libyan oil production. He wanted increased influence of France in northern Africa. He wanted to provide the French military with an opportunity to reassert its position in the world. Get fucked. Jesus Christ. These psychopath leaders all over the world. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with their minds? I just, they're psychopaths. I mean, bottom fucking line. So anyway, let's get back to Hillary Clinton's email. This shit is dated April 2nd, 2011. And it does say confidential on the top. And the subject line, this is for Hillary, and this is from Sydney. The subject line, France's client and Gaddafi's gold. A high-ranking official on the National Libyan Council states that factions have developed within it. In part, this reflects the cultivation by France, in particular, of clients among the rebels. Some fucking General Jonas is the leading figure closest to the French, who are believed to have made payments of unknown amount to him. Jonas has told others on the NLC, the National Libyan Council, that the French have promised they will provide military trainers and arms. So far, the men and material have not made an appearance. Shocking! Instead, a few risk assessment analysis willing clipboards have come and gone. Jabril, Jalil, and others are impatient. I don't know who the fuck they are. Anyway. It's understood that France has clear economic interests at stake. Sarkozy's occasional emissary, the intellectual self-promoter Bernard Henry Levy, is considered by those in the National Libyan Council who have dealt with him as a semi-useful, semi-joke figure. 
Rumors have swept the National Libyan Council upper echelons this week that Gaddafi may be dead or maybe not. Gaddafi has nearly bottomless financial resources to continue indefinitely, according to the latest report we have received. So on April 2nd, 2011, sources with access to advisors to Salt al-Islam Gaddafi stated in the strictest of confidence that while the freezing of Libyan's foreign bank accounts present Muammar Gaddafi with serious challenges, his ability to equip and maintain his armed forces and intelligence services remain intact. According to sensitive information available to these individuals, Gaddafi's government holds 143 tons of gold and a similar amount in silver. During late March 2011, these stocks were moved to the southwest direction of the Libyan border with Niger and Chad, taken from the vaults of the Libyan central bank in Tripoli. So these dirty motherfuckers are getting together and planning on going to fucking lynching this fool and robbing him blind, leaving Libya in motherfucking ruins. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember Benghazi, the attack on Benghazi that killed some of our people and our fucking ambassador. So all of this shit led up to that incident. And this stuff goes crazy deep. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember all the Benghazi hearings and stupid ass cunt Clinton. She was involved in all of that, fucking lied, all that fun shit. And then tried to blame some shitty fucking YouTube movie. Like, oh, we, we, had, we showed a movie about Islam and it made the crazy Libyans crazier and they attacked for no reason. They literally said that and people just fucking bought it until it came out that it was a bunch of bullshit. But I'm sure none of that is surprising. Not in the least. This fucking email, just this one, is stating French intelligence have discovered that Gaddafi has hella gold. Gaddafi has hella oil reserves. Gaddafi wants to not be a part of these Rothschild central bankers. And then they decided to spearhead the campaign against Gaddafi and just fucking went after this guy and destroyed him. Now, Gaddafi had earlier warned Europe in a phone call with fucking UK's Tony Blair that his fall would prompt the rise of Islamic extremism in the West. And look at that shit that happened after that. Of course he was fucking right. There is not even a debate about that. So all of this shit, it wasn't about us trying to make Libyan lives better. It had nothing to, they don't give a fuck about Libyan lives. They don't even give a fuck about our lives. They care about maintaining power, getting money, resources, and enslaving the rest of humanity. Like I said at the beginning of this, Gaddafi is not a black and white character that, you know, is either all good or all bad. There were incidents where fucking Gaddafi is said to have been involved in several incidents that were seen as hostile to U.S. interests, such as the 1986 bombing of a Berlin disco that killed two American servicemen and the 1988 bombing of Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland, which killed 270 people, including 189 Americans. There are also other stories of him fucking killing people that kind of like were against him and putting their bodies in freezers and using them as trophies. So that part is not a confirmed thing. That's just like one of the many rumors that was going around about Gaddafi. It could be possible. Who fucking knows? Gaddafi definitely could have been considered a dictator, but <laughs> you know who else is kind of a dictator? President Brandon. 
Gaddafi was known to violate human rights of some of his citizens. And like I was just saying, he did or he was said to keep dead victims in coolers as trophies. But having said all of that, this dude did a fucking lot for his country and his people. Gaddafi carried out the world's largest irrigation project. So obviously, Libya is a desert region. Gaddafi's plan was to make sure every citizen had access to water. And that was the Great Man-Made River Project. And check this part out. Gender equality was actually a reality. Women in Libya were free to work and dress as they liked. They didn't have to fucking wear, you know, the face covering, the hijab, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Universal access to primary education was achieved in a relatively short space of time under Gaddafi. He also privatized all of Libyan oil to every citizen. Libya had no fucking external debt, you guys, and reserves of $150 billion, which a lot of that was frozen globally. The people of Libya were not undernourished. At the time, the Food and Agricultural Organization confirmed that undernourishment was less than 5%, with a daily calorie intake of 3,144 calories. So, of course, yes, he did some shitty things, but you know what? So does America. So does America's leaders. Can you imagine the fucking outright fury and anger if, say, NATO showed up here on American soil? and just started fucking attacking people, started attacking political parties, like out in the open the way we did with Gaddafi. So, I mean, the, basically the whole point of telling you guys about Gaddafi today is to kind of illustrate and hammer the point that just because the U.S. and our legacy media says a president or leader is bad, that's not the fucking full story. It rarely ever is the full story. And these psychopaths in power always have some hidden agenda and they'll try to paint some rosy, you know, picture. We're going to help the Libyan people. No, motherfuckers. They wanted the gold and the oil. And Libya is pretty strategically located in northern Africa. So there's a lot of reasons we went after this guy. He wasn't the first leader we went after and he probably won't be the last. But check out just the whole history of that shit. See if you guys can find the video of the way he was executed. This is fucked up. And a little side note before we move on. Syria and Iraq were helping to create this new gold dinar currency. Just uh, look at who's been toppled in the last couple of decades. All of these Arabic countries that wanted to help their citizens and basically kind of give them some form of independence from Western nations and the Rothschild banking cartel. Okay, now we need to fucking talk about Bill Gates's evil. So check this out. Bill Gates funded study claims peanut M&Ms are healthier than beef and pork. So I'm sure we've all heard about Bill Gates and his meat alternative agenda. You know, the fucking whole lab meat shit where they're growing lab meat out of cancer cells. So he decided to throw some money at our lovely and trustworthy scientists to do some research. And basically, they're claiming fucking candy and cereal are healthier than pork, chicken, and beef. Dr. Darush Marafian, who's a cardiologist, nutrition researcher, and dean at Tufts University Friedman School of Nutrition and Science Policy, was funded in part by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to conduct research on more than 8,000 different foods and beverages to create a new food compass that rates each food on nine nutritional values. 
and gives each one a score of 0 to 100. So basically, they kind of just listed food from the best at the top to the worst at the bottom. Fucking General Mills Cocoa Puffs got a 64 out of 100, saying they're more healthy than they are unhealthy. Check this out, though. Chicken breast, grilled, skinless. <laughs> oh, my God. Only a 57. Potato chips, sour cream, and onion flavored, they got a 56. So they're literally saying chicken breast, grilled, skinless, sauceless is only one point higher than fucking potato chips, you guys. Corn chips hit a 55. Chicken breast rotisserie style with the skin on rated less healthy than potato chips. Jesus fucking Christ. M&M's, the peanut chocolate version, 35. While beef, either roasted or lean, you know, something like that, got a 29. So they're literally trying to convince people that roast beef is six points more unhealthy than fucking chocolate peanut M&Ms. Reese's peanut butter cups, they got a 28. So yeah, roast beef is a 29 and Reese's peanut butter cups are 28. Cheddar cheese, 26. Jesus fucking Christ. So moving on to pork roast, it's either smoked, cured, cooked, and lean and fat is a 21. This fucking guy, and you know NPCs of the fucking world and probably some doctors out there that are getting paid by him, are going to be like, yeah, you guys, go fucking eat those peanut M&Ms. Fuck meat, because Bill Gates' is evil gave me money to say that. But yeah, I would uh, definitely be checking labels. Anything that says APEL, A-P-E-E-L, is some shit Bill Gates owns. And it's basically this coating they put on the outside of fruit and vegetables that leeches the nutrients. It's probably fucking cancer causing as well. But the psychopath Bill Gates also has these fucking meat making laboratories where they literally use cancer cells. Yes, cancer cells because they're fast replicating to make up this fake ass lab made meat. This Bill Gates motherfucker is a menace to the human race. I don't know if you guys have seen Bill Gates lately, but he's a tubby, unhealthy looking fucking sack of shit. So anybody that's going to take fucking health advice and nutrition advice from this twat, I don't know, maybe they deserve to fucking eat M&Ms thinking they're going to be more healthy than actual meat. Absolutely fucking astonishing. All right, you guys, that's about enough clown world news for this week. Before I get out of here, I gotta say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Utah, and Texas. You guys are still in the top three spots. That is what's up. I appreciate it. Come over to my Reddit sub, r slash Vanished in the Valley, and say what's up. I would say come over to fucking Instagram, but they literally banned one of my accounts yesterday, and right now the only one I have left is Vanished Athena. So who knows how long I will have that before Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard, strikes again, and fucking deletes all my shit. As far as our international downloaders, we have Australia in first, Canada, the UK, and Germany. That's what's up, you guys. I appreciate you listening every week. If you have a rabbit hole I should check out, hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Until next week, you guys, have a merry fucking new year, be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.